The Dragon Rewrite is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that female armadillos will often mate with multiple male armadillos in order to ensure the best possible outcome? Too bad that didn't work for your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) I did not know that. For more Armadillo facts, to find out how you can access episodes daily and to check out our other podcasts and our sweet merch, visit us at armadillo.club. of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there. Welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're talking about chapters 19 through 22 of A Memory of Light, book 14 of The Wheel of Time. Previously, Matt returns to Tuon in absurd and unnecessarily heroic fashion, scaling the palace and foiling an assassination attempt, and then he bones the princess. It's like this dude can't grab a cup of coffee without... Ruling out some heroic epic. <laughs> Rand shows up and sells the freedom of every channeler and slave in Shanchan to buy a Shanchan alliance for the final battle. Hope that's worth it. <clears throat> Gawain spends some time dueling Trollocs and playing with dangerous magical artifacts. Why is this kid not dead yet? <laughs> and the war progresses on all fronts with varying degrees of success. Team Bashir and Team Lan are in a strategic retreat mode while uh, Team Brian continues to wreck shop. Uh, Ether Alde is presumably sitting in a dark tent, quietly sobbing to himself, <laughs> so no one has the heart to send him into the light just yet. But overall, uh, not everyone's doing great, I'd say. Yeah. I have this feeling like Gawain is in his last week of life. Y- you can feel it like like there's 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 bad decisions piling up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of, just a lot of stuff hanging over his head right now, you yeah. know? Yeah, he's like... And like, he, he's in a situation where you know, even a skilled operator could make a mistake and die. And that's not what he is. Not even, not even close. Like no, not like he's barely an operator. Certainly not a skilled operator. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like between uh, between him throwing himself into danger, him clearly bored, and like him playing around with these little blood rings. It's like one of these days. One yeah. of these days. I'm telling you, feeling, right? And one the, the last battle's coming up. And what is it about the Trakans that makes him just have a death wish? Because in between him and Elaine, like they're the two two most like headstrong people, except for Matt. In the entire series. Yeah, right? Yeah. And even Galad has led a like a whole series of doomed charges and, and challenged people to duels and stuff. That yeah. is true. And he, yeah, he's made it out alive. Maybe they just have that uh, that that cursed luck thing, right? Like like not like Matt where everything goes well, but like the kind of luck where you you just scrape through just barely every time. Right, yeah. Because like all three of them, right? Like Elaine has really hurled herself into some yeah, horrible she, situations. She's just... been in a lot of no win situations that she got out of due to like the intercession of literal heroes of legend, right? <laughs> yep. Often people who are dying in droves around her, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, t- I'm calling it right now. I said it before and I'll say it again. He's going to put on all three rings, one on each finger and one on his dick, and he's going <laughs> to charge in. Like, three blood rings is going to make me even blooder. <laughs> Chapter 19, the choice of a patch. I got the dice. Elaine and Bashir are discussing uh, their battle situation. Yeah, they've been outmaneuvered. Yeah, the, the Trollocs have broken into, or divided into two wings, and one of them has performed a forced march and outflanked them, so they're not going to be able to make it back to Kyrian. The, the, that other army is going to get to Kyrian first and slaughter them, uh, and they're kind of screwed. 
this is another situation where where we have one of our generals who's like make made a mistake, right? Yeah, like yeah, Bashir is kind of saying like this is weird. I don't know why I made this mistake. Yeah. Uh, and so this is just like Agomar, right? Both of them had that problem. Yeah, there's like an emerging theme here for sure. Yeah, and uh, they they resolve that they're going to have to do a forced march to catch up with that other army because otherwise all is lost, which you know means they're going to do the same things that other army, which is you know march their troops to death and all that horrible stuff. Yeah, it's super risky, very aggressive, and if, if essentially if it doesn't work, then they're then they're hosed, right? Yeah. Do you think there's like a forsaken fucking around with their minds or something? I think that we're going to find out in these chapters. Yeah. 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 I, I, like, I, I was I was wondering. I was like, are we going to see some kind of like... That's what I was thinking, too. Like, how could this... What is going on here? You yeah. Know? Well, I could see it being, being one of two things. One being like a thematic thing where it's like even great generals make mistakes is like a theme or there's some like plot afoot. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This whole scene, though, I was wondering, like, this is happening. I wish I knew who was commanding the Dark One's armies. Yeah. Because this, this is a very thoughtful, strategic move here, right? It's not Shider Haran? Is it? it? Well, I wonder. So, so I mean, we know that Mirdral are essentially like the ground lieutenants, right? Uh, and they, they yeah. said before that they are cunning, but they, I wouldn't call them strategic geniuses. I think it's got to be a Forsaken, right? Yeah, but which one, right? Because they, they, Samael is the, is the bestest general, right? And Demandred is supposed to be a, a solid general, too, but we find out... He's doing soon. something else. Yeah, he's not the one calling the shots. It, I mean, Moradin, right? Like, it, maybe it's Moradin. It's just Moradin? It could be. I mean, like, he's supposed to be brilliant in his own way, though never necessarily a strategic genius, but... It just occurred to me that we don't really get much character from whoever's command. These generals are, like, sort of doing the old, the whole general off thing and have fighting battles against each other, and we don't really know who's, who they're fighting against. That's a yeah. good point. Maybe the, the Dark One himself. Yeah. yeah. It seems like the Dark One is much more direct than sending out a bunch of dudes and, and clever pincer movements. Yeah, for sure. But also, the other thing I couldn't stop thinking is that, sort of thematically, during this scene, Bashir and Elaine are standing at a riverbank, and Elaine is standing, like, on the riverbank, looking down the river and thinking, wow, that's so dangerous. I remember Gareth Bryan talking to me about how dangerous rivers are. And then she heads down the riverbank to Bashir, and I was like, oh my god, she's gonna jump in that river. Elaine, don't do it, come on. Bashir's gonna have to dive in there, and he can't swim, he's a horseman. <laughs> this is how Tavern Bashir dies, saving Elaine. Yeah. Look, I know I'm not gonna die here. <laughs> right. Elaine says as she dives into the... the Every time she's around something dangerous, I can't take it. Oh yeah, any minute. She, you, you just like... <laughs> you just like think to yourself, where is Brigida right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she thinks like, and Brigida's away. Brigida's off doing something else. And I'm right next to this big, dangerous river. <laughs> Brigida needs to put one of those like toddler leashes on her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Elaine's like talking to talking to the great general, but she keeps like like looking over at the river and he's like, dude, what are you Hey, uh, are you are you are you listening? She's yeah. like, Yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening. She's like looking at the river. Yeah. <laughs> Then Egwene meets with the Wise Ones in Tel Aran Riyadh. And Tel Aran Riyadh is... I think this might be the first time we're really hearing this, that Tel Aran Riyadh is looking worn down, like, in, yeah. a, in a way that's... it's um, Like, erosion has has struck the entire place. Yeah, yeah. Which, I guess, represents the thinning that's happening in the world. Right, the whole them. world is getting worn down, and its symbolic representation is that every the huge storm is knocking down all the buildings and stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, and when she, be, when she meets up with them, they are discussing Bayer's trip to Meridian. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's, yeah, so Bayer saw the same thing. Yeah, that, she saw the, the, the newly released sequel <laughs> to Meridian. <laughs> but from her own descendants, so that answers a question we had. Yeah, yeah, so this is this is the same deal where it's following the descendants' future. Uh, but, but I guess that means that it 
it could continue being helpful as they fix things? I wonder. Or if it's like, maybe it's set in time at a specific bad time. Okay, well, does this mean that Avienda's uh, alteration of the pattern by doing her deal with Rand has not fixed the problem? That's a when good question. When did Bayer do this? That's a very good question. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a set set time and it you know it wouldn't wouldn't show changes and if so that becomes less useful I guess mm-hmm. unless it's just a an overall probably by your just like the rule is as soon as Avienda like had that meet up with Rand that changed the future and by your having to go there f- before that happened or I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah I, it'd be I, nice to know. Yeah, I kind of wonder. Like, like they, they, I think they're kind of talking about the idea of making this a new tradition where every wise one goes and visits a third time to, like, get future vision or whatever, which is, like... It's kind of... What's right? the point? Like, the, the point of the other one is it preserves their culture and lets them know who they are. I mean, like, winning lottery tickets, right? My other, <laughs> my other concern, though, is I feel like you don't... You want to keep this away from the Aiel, this information, as much as possible because when they learned about their own past, do you remember the bleakness thing where a bunch of them just, like, sat down and essentially let themselves die? Yeah. yeah Can you horrible. imagine how many would kill themselves if they knew that what the future was? Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Avienda had a lot of uh, pre-prep from <laughs> mysterious people before she saw this vision or she probably would have had the same problem, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty soul-crushing. They also show Egwene the cracks in the pattern that are occurring, where there's just some like cracks on the ground that show up, and they're like spooky. Yeah, because yeah. there's like nothing in there. Yeah, I I, uh, I thought this was really dumb. We've seen them. We've seen we've been seeing them periodically. This is not the first time we've seen them. Yeah, but. it's it's just so it's so literal, right? Yeah. The, the the pattern is it's not like everything the cosmos, or at least in my mind, the pattern was not. The physics of the cosmos, the pattern was like lives and the way people's lives inter- interfere with each other, you know? And to have like, you literally see a crack on the ground if the pattern is fraying, that's that's not how I thought it would work. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's also important to keep in mind that Teleran Riyadh is, is like closer to the 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 stuff of the, the the of reality is the idea, right? Teleran Riyadh is like this... This place that's on a lower level. I thought they than... were seeing them in real life, is what they were saying. No, no, no. They're in, they're they're seeing them in Teleran Riyadh, I think. Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So then they're still symbolic. Yeah, sort of. I mean, <laughs> they're they're literally there in Teleran Riyadh, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. But yeah, I mean, I guess this is this is uh, the first time we've seen tangible evidence of the effects of a balefire on pattern. So that's like you know kind of kind of interesting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they all agree, well, maybe we shouldn't be using Balefire anymore. Yeah, and Egwene's like, well, I, but, I, but I like Balefire. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, Elaine's reaction is always Elaine's reaction. Right, Hers right. is like, it's not fair that they get to use Balefire and I don't get to use Balefire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe we should come up with a better Balefire, like a good Balefire. Maybe. Oh, no, that's Egwene. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Elaine they, probably uses Balefire to like cut her toast in the morning. Right. She's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm invincible. This doesn't do anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the butter smears a little bit too far and she just Balefires the butter so hard that it goes back in time. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed it. Uh, uh, but so, yeah, in, in addition to these cracks, the dream is also becoming just kind of like generally unstable. So they're going to start using it less. Yeah. So then it feels like they're saying goodbye for good. They're going to, they're not going to be meeting here anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, it sucks for them since they dumped all these skill points into dreamwalking, right? <laughs> yeah. So they can't use that anymore. Not really fair. No. Then after Egwene leaves the dream, Rand comes and meets with her to uh, make nice by giving her a hair ribbon like you would a child. But it would, but from, from the two rivers, that's not a child thing, though. 
Uh, I mean, I guess you're right. Yeah, but it's, it's still it's a little condescending. But but also, I, I thought that was book one where we decided that Egwene wasn't going to be a Two Rivers woman anymore. Right? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what. Yeah, like and, and like okay, and let's be honest here. He's given everyone else way better presents, right? That's a good point. Like, yeah, like he gave uh, he gave Lan uh, a, a flawless recreation of the crown of his like yeah his his land. He gave his dad a magic sword. He gave. Elaine, uh, a, a, a rare Tarangreal that lets you create Angreal and Sangreal, and he gives Egwene a, a ribbon. Okay. It's so. probably not even that. It's probably like something he, like part of his shoelace or something. <laughs> yeah. He's like, shit, shit, He's shit. literally walking here. He's like, ah, oh, shit, he got her something. Got everybody else something. Uh, anybody got something? Yeah. <laughs> like a passing servant. What do you have in your pocket? Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you give me that ribbon? Yeah. He like takes it off of his jacket. He's got ribbons on his jacket, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but she she doesn't receive it super well. Uh, yeah. It's a little, you know. Yeah, that's, that was a misfire by Rand, but he's just calling to catch up. Yeah. I liked how Gawain becomes literally the last person in the entire world to know that Rand is, is Galad's and Lane's half-brother. Oh, yeah. God, and the, del- the, the delivery is so good, too. Like, he, he's like, <laughs> he explains it, and then he, like, pauses, and he's like, but I'm not related to Elaine. He has to like explicitly yeah. say it because he can see the like the, yeah, the math happening on Gawain's face and he's trying to figure it out. Even though Gawain is Elaine's brother and he knows how the families work, right? Yeah. He's like, I better spell it out for this guy. <laughs> Another one of those sentences that just really sums everything up. Gawain looks stunned, though Egwene had figured this out ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> that really just puts a fine point on it, doesn't yeah. it? I like it. I like that Gawain hasn't figured it out, and also no one bothered to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Fucking go in. And Rand asks to see the seals. Yeah. Uh, sort of arbitrarily and finds out that they're fakes. Yeah. I, I had to reread that a little bit because I, I it was such a weird thing to ask to see them. He's like, I promise I won't do anything with them. Yeah. So I was wondering if he planned to do it, but it says he turned white as a sheet. So he'd have to be a really good actor. I am going to blame Brandon Sanderson for being bad at plot. <laughs> because it's <laughs> just, just like a... Like he, he, Rand needs to discover that the seals are fake, so he comes over and asks to see the seals for no reason. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess there's, yeah, there's no rational reason that he would need to like handle them, right? Yeah, and why can't Egwene discover they're fake? I guess because she's not the dragon reborn; she didn't make them originally. Yeah, they're 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 perfect fakes, except that he's the one who made. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, but whatever, whatever. It's uh, going to make it harder for Rand to execute his his grand plan of. Sword fighting the Dark One. Yeah. So yeah. who's who's got them? They don't know. Does the Dark One they, got them? They also don't know when they disappeared either because Egwene's had them the whole time. So Rand's like, I guess that someone found them in my hiding place. Yeah. That and there was there was a lot of crap about that hiding place. You know how it was trapped this way and that way, and sending people to go get stuff from the hiding place, and it just didn't work. Oh, come on. Yeah. I mean, my my best guess would be Landfear slash uh, Sindane. Sindane. Yeah. yeah. Because she's she's the one who always like is always watching him and always knows all of his tricks or whatever, right? You know what? I if I was writing this, I would say they were they were swapped like a thousand years ago or something, and they were never the right ones. Mm. Interesting. That like I don't know, maybe they're in Shara or something like that. Yeah. Maybe Elaine like stumbles across them one night while Rand was sleeping and is like <laughs> juggling with them or something. <laughs> yeah, and she she smashed them, but she's a Terangriel maker, so she just made some new ones. Yeah. Like, there, 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 it's better. <laughs> I mean, Egwene was the one who came up with the Quendalar Etsy store, so <laughs> she it's, could make them. Uh, yeah, could she? Maybe Egwene? Well, we know because it's from her perspective. We know she didn't swap them. Yeah. Uh, 
that's so that's that, that's what's up. So that's that is a wrench in the plan of breaking the seals. Yeah, interesting. Kind of, kind of a, a anticlimax after there was all this business about who's going to break the seals and whether they should or not. They don't even have them. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I guess I mean I think if the dark one had them, he would have just broken them, right? Well, he wants to stick his hand out through the hole in the pattern and. and touch people yeah that, i mean that's a, that's a good question if the dark one had control of them why would he not right like he Rand's whole thing is he wants to wait until the right moment to break them but it seems like literally any other moment them being broken would be awful right so yeah if, he, if the dark one did it right now well well rand is standing next to Gwen, is that is that the end of the world because yeah. rand can't get there in time to stop something right but who's a third party that might have them right like <sighs> I, I would have to go for Lanfear. I think Lanfear. she's got to be the one, Sindane, whatever, who yeah, has them. Cause it's, that's a good point, because she's she's in between all the time. Exactly. Like, I could see her holding on to them as, like, some sort of, like, final gambit or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll make him love me. Anyway, so Matt is in his princely chambers being fitted for princely clothes. He's having trouble adjusting to Sean Chan culture, you know? Yeah. No one will make eye contact with him, which, you know... If that's the case, how is he supposed to dazzle him with his second best smile, you know? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no one will look at his face. Yeah, and they're, they're putting him in Shanshan clothes, which he does not seem to understand that there are different cultures that have different requirements or different customs when it comes to clothing. He's like, this is stupid. Why am I wearing a dumb robe? But, uh, but I mean, like, they, they do some cool stuff, right? Black and green. They do custom eye patches, you know? Yeah, they give him yeah. a custom eye patch. They give him a whole selection of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do want to burn his hat, though. Um, and, and in response, he makes various threats, which they have no choice but to take at face value because all the things yeah. he's threatening, like cutting off their hands, throwing them out the windows. That's a thing that happens. Are things yeah. that happen to them, right? you got to pump the brakes, Matt. These people are like oppressed slaves. You, it's, it's not so great. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, normally people laugh that shit off when he's like, oh, cut your hands off. But they're like, yeah, that happened to my friend Joe. Yeah. They cut his hands off yeah. just for no reason. It's awful. Yeah. He burned the wrong hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they do want to burn his hat. And that, I was... I was up in arms about this. You will not burn my boy's hat. <laughs> but luckily they didn't. He, he yeah. kept it. He yeah. put on the cool, like, they sound like samurai robes or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, he, he complains about how wide the shoulders are until he sees that, that they're the widest shoulders of everybody. <laughs> and everybody else is wearing slightly narrower shoulders. And he's like, okay, I'm the best. Yeah, it's it's funny because they're like, well, you know, we have war clothes. We have ceremonial clothes. It's like, no, only war clothes. And I was like, the fuck are war clothes? Like, okay, there's armor, right? Like, that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But what are, what are war clothes? Yeah, for I mean, anyone else, right? Yeah, I guess it's just this culture, right? They have a different outfit for, for whatever. Yeah, it's like like generals wearing fatigues or uniforms or something. Yeah, but but I mean, Matt thinks probably correctly that it's going to be very difficult for him to uh, fight people in these robes. Yeah, they seem pretty flowing. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, they're stiff material, right? I bet Matt will fight a bunch of people in these robes. <laughs> probably, yeah, that's sort of his thing. I, I love that. There's one point where he's like looking himself over. He's like, "Huh, an awful lot of gems on here." Wait. Am I rich? Wait, fuck! I'm a noble now. <laughs> God damn it! Yep, Matt, and he doesn't like it. No, but you know he 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 realizes that he's got a purpose here. He's like, I'm gonna go do some general things. Yep. Yeah. Well, he picks up the eye patch with like red rubies on it. Oh, I wonder yeah. if that's gonna have some kind of meaning. Probably, uh, right? He says something. About, he makes a comment about it. He's just like rubies, huh? That's probably nothing. <laughs> yeah, they they chose mostly rubies, which made Matt uncomfortable. That had to be a coincidence, did it not? Yeah. 
Yeah, right. No. Or did they pick that because because he picked the ruby? So they they're trying to accessorize with them. Yeah, maybe because he picked the eye patch. I mean, when you only have one eye, you you pick the eye patch and then you accessorize from there. That's well, yeah, that's, that's your true. statement piece. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's why Uno's got all those flaming eyes on his armor. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, so Matt notices that Galgan is calling in the Shanshan armies, and Matt goes to check on him. Mm-hmm. Chapter 20. Into Thakandar, icon of the Aeol. Uh, Egwene uh, is participating in the uh, the ongoing battle in Kandor. They uh, have a new, blasting people. They have a new aggressive tactic, which is like, they blow up a hill, they teleport onto the hill, and they just blast everything around them, which, you know, I mean... Yeah. Reverse ambush seems pretty effective, this right? It kind of reminds me of that thing they did in Vietnam, the the mobile cavalry thing, where they they blow, they level a section of jungle, and then they fly in with uh, helicopters and and then try and like hold it and, and waste everybody and try and move really fast. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's kind of exactly what they're doing, right? Yeah. Um, and things seem to be going pretty well until Gawain actually does something useful, right? Sort of. He's like. Hey, these guys are fighting really hard for this, you know? Yeah, so they're not acting like Trollocs at all. They got something going on. Yeah. Uh, they did point out, though, they've been fighting battles for nonstop for a week, uh-huh. which, in my understanding, is a huge amount of time for a pre-modern army. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they, I know they've been doing these rotations, but still, that's exhausting. Yeah. And, and I guess Land's been in a similar situation, right? I think Land's yeah. been fighting for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, like, what are these people eating? This is this is incredible. Yeah. Probably but, just eating their, eating their dead like the Trollocs do. delicious kandori yeah uh then suddenly gawain is right there is a surprise attack through a giant gateway by the sharans yeah holy shit yeah ramanda is killed on the spot yeah because the the sharans have so many channelers that they just fry all the other channelers immediately yeah and then they destroy the the command camp camp and i was like oh shit swan gareth brian yukiri and i was like permanent deaths eh eh yeah yeah we're cleaning it up brandon sanderson doing the job yeah (laughs) And they, uh, they, they, yeah, they ride into the camp. Uh, they destroy the camp, including the command tent. And Egwene and Gawain hide in, in the burning camp and, and manage to escape detections as the Sharans uh, start searching it. Yeah, using Gawain's warder cloak. So, again, actual useful things that Gawain's providing, offering, sort of. Yeah, well, that, I mean, he just has it, right? <laughs> and the only reason he has it is because he works for Egwene, right? Yeah. But whatever. No, well, it's, it's funny you say that because Egwene has a minute where she's like, Huh, I wonder why we only give these to warders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should have one of these cloaks. Good point. Yeah, that is a good point. And uh, they only make them in male sizes. Yeah, know? that's the problem. It's the, yeah. it's the machine that makes them, right? They have that one, <laughs> they have that one Tarangriol that makes the warder yeah, cloaks. Yeah, from the it's Age like, of Legends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't know how to readjust it. I don't know. We're afraid if we if we nudge the wrong setting, it's not going to do it anymore. And then uh, Avienda and the, and Aiel contingent with Itralde are spying on Thakandar. The, the forge at the base of Mount Doom. Yeah, this is this is actually kind of cool. I mean, like, kind of cool, like, it nightmare is, shit, right? It is super metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like, a forge where they temper blades in human blood or whatever. Yeah. This, Which we'd seen before. Yeah, um, we did. Yeah. Oh. There was a super, super depressing scene that from there where they were dragging, like, a family off to be murdered oh, so they yeah. could make more. I think it was yeah. from Samir Haj's perspective or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the village, right? But, like, yeah, the mountain is, is rent with these gashes that... that bubble and hiss and, and glow with red light and steam and smoke are constantly pouring out and these inhuman like forged things are constantly dragging people into to I guess I assume they just hammer them right down into swords, right? Yeah. Bonk, bonk. <laughs> yeah, so the, these things are neither alive nor dead. They're doing like what are they like robots? 
Uh, I mean, oh, what was I was going more for zombie. Oh, zombies. Oh, zombies. Fantasy yeah. zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ford zombies. Uh, it's super cool, although, of course, bad, right? Bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's terrible. We're, we're against it. But yeah, but super cool, but <laughs> terrible. Ooh, just real bad. Ooh, just, yeah, so bad, but awesome. But they, they kind of come up with a plan to take and hold this place. Yeah, because Rod- Rodel Iturabe is actually there with them. Yeah, yeah. He's a good general, doing general stuff. Yeah, you know, so he's, uh, I guess he's back back at he's it. He's better. Yeah, good job, guy. Good yeah. job. Yeah, they, he, he, he comes up with them and they're like, are you, are you sure you want to you know, come up here and sneak around with us? You okay? You okay, man? He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine, guys. Uh, but he, he points out that they don't know how long it's going to take to sword fight the devil. So Yeah, I was like, so the, they've given Rodel Itzeralde the job of like mounting an offensive against hell yeah. and holding hell. And holding it for an indefinite <laughs> amount of time. Yeah, while your friend sword fights the devil. That's, and, what, that's his job. And I like how he used the Socratic method on Ruark here. He's like, so how long is it going to take him to sword fight the devil? And Rourke's like, a duel only takes like a couple hours. And Etrala's like, yes, true, but it's the devil. And it's probably not going to be just a sword fight, right? So how long do you think it's going to take? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe maybe a little longer than that. Yeah. Maybe like two hours? <laughs> and e- even Avienda. Like, a, yeah, they, they, they head back to Rand, uh, who's, I guess, they go through the gateway back to the fields of Marilor. And even Avienda is like kind of, Hitting the brakes a little bit on the whole kill the dark one plan, like <laughs> even Avianda Inda, who, who probably left her own devices, would be trying to stab the dark one with her belt knife. Is like, are you sure? Are you? I mean, just are you sure? I love that she uses her like Aiel ra- reasoning. She's like, well, you know, yeah, yes, yes, you absolutely could sword fight the dark one <laughs> and kill it. But hey, oops, ooh, you know, I just had a, something just occurred to me. You know, what's even more honorable than sword fighting the dark one? Taking him prisoner. Oh, hey, that's. You, hey, you have yeah. you have a way of putting the dark one in a prison, right? <laughs> that would be, wouldn't that be awesome? That would be really impressive. Yeah, that'd be like taking the dark one, guy Shane. That's that's ooh, ooh, that's big, big important stuff for us. Ail, you know, be super hot. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then and that, there was actually a, a touching moment there where Rand is like, "Geez, I, I didn't know you were going to be nagging me all the time." And she's like, "Well, wetlander women are always nagging their men. Am I right?" <laughs> Good old. Fashion Robert Jordan misogyny. Yeah, yeah no, thanks. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Of, I missed it a little bit on some level. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, this is this is it's interesting. We also have the um, another like look at the Rand's armies, I guess. Which which every time we see them, we we get this like sense of this this weird mishmash of like all these different people. And I I guess seeing it from Avienda's perspective, she's like, this is. You, there's no cohesion here. It's just like all these people who like from lords to like, you know, traitors to um to to Aes Sedai and warders who have who've like cast aside their their bonds to join Rand's like Yeah, the, all the dragon swarms. Yeah. So it's kinda of interesting seeing like they're just all here in Shell Gold. <laughs> that's where that's where they ended up, for better or worse. You know, mm-hmm. some might be regretting that a little bit, I guess. But at this point, it's a pretty large army of Yeah, it is. I and they around. haven't really been used much, right? No, not at all, yeah. Uh, but Rain also gives her a job. Yes, he puts her in charge of the channelers watching his back at Shia Gull. Yeah, uh, which is which you know probably a good job for Avienda, something yeah. kind of aggressive and oh know. yeah yeah fighting with with magic absolutely that's yeah. that's who you want. Yeah, and, and Rand has Kalendor with him. They're talking about the flaw in Kalendor, which I guess is like uh, leaves him exposed or I, controllable. I guess there's like another flaw because the first flaw was that it's uncontrollable without two women. That's what I was thinking. You, right? Yeah, he has to make a circle to control it, but this is something else. Yeah, wasn't is this something men figured out or whatever? Or did he? I forgot. Yeah, 
but yeah, it's like got another flaw. I guess it's got like a, a root kit, you know, a backdoor access or something. But he's like, ah, I don't care. I'm going to use it anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. That doesn't seem great. No. Uh, and I think Nynaeve and Moraine are going to be the people. They're going to be his his buddies. That's what I was guessing. Devil fighting buddies. Seems likely. I mean, the, the Nynaeve's an obvious choice. The only thing about Moraine is that her, she, her, her, her juice is a little like unjuiced because of the... The whole like other other world thing, right? Like that's true. She, she had, had to give some of it up, didn't she? Well, they were draining her ability to channel over time. Yeah. So she has an Angreal, a, a very powerful Angreal that's letting her maintain power. But I don't know if that's something that works in conjunction with the calendar sword. I thought that uh, it wasn't going to be them channeling through it. They were just going to be linked up with him, and because it's a male uh, Angreal, right? So he's going to be the one channeling all the all the juice. Oh, I thought it. I thought but it they was just needed. They just needed them to control it, using all their juice. But maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Either either way. Um, Probably good choices, people he can trust. Yeah, and he's going to send men to go uh, with Egwene. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he sends out the announcement that tomorrow is the big day. Finally, they're going to do it. And also, uh, in you know, we were talking about how Kalendor is a trap, and now he was like, here's the thing about traps, you know? <laughs> and like, <laughs> hilarious irony, right? <laughs> Nynaeve lecturing Rand on uh, diving straight into a trap. Mm-hmm. And it's like... <laughs> Here's how you correctly die straight into a trap. Right, yeah, yeah. you're thinking about it way too much. Yeah. Nynaeve would have already been in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and what happened to Nynaeve's hair again? She got short hair now? Yeah, it I got forgot. burned off. I don't remember. I miss her hair. I like her braid. Yeah, she she can't tug. Oh, it was in her testing, right? Didn't it get... Oh, right, yes, right, right. Yeah, you. yeah. It was in her, her final testing. And I guess that was only like a month ago or something, right? Yeah. Hasn't grown back yet. Chapter 21. Not a mistake to ignore. Icon of the bull of Gareth Bryan. So Swan and Gareth Bryan survived by jumping through that hole. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I, I uh, here's where I walk back on my big talk about them killing off characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they leapt through the hole in the floor that Yukiri made. And then Yukiri made a wizard bouncing castle to catch them. She's just, yeah, she's just been working on that. Yeah, it's the thing. Yeah, they, they fall 300 paces and, and land in, in Yukiri's uh, weave. Yeah. So that's awfully convenient. Yeah, I guess I guess she's been working on flight, which, you know, this yeah, would be like... Is that a thing that they there. could do? I thought they couldn't do that. I actually remember clearly that one of the Aes Sedai said you can't fly because that would be like lifting yourself up by your own bootstraps. You, you yeah, yeah, you can't lift yourself. But I, I think she's she's... Working with the power of like lift using air, which is like well, can, yeah, can you yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. It was going to be for vehicles, not for individuals. Oh, oh could be, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah, but I guess come to think of it, couldn't you just blow wind at yourself really hard and blow yourself up? Like, well, a, I think I think that they have a limited understanding of like physics and aerodynamics, so probably yes. But because yeah. I think mostly what they're doing is something very simple, like using like the ground as leverage to push someone up, right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So they don't understand like more complex stuff yet. But, you know. Yeah, they, they're missing Egwene. They don't know if she's alive or not. Yeah, considering, yeah. considering how things have been going lately, she needs to show up or they are going to replace her. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this, I guess at least Ramonda's dead because wasn't she one of the ones who's trying to replace Egwene all the time? Yeah, that's true. So that's, I mean, that solved one problem. <laughs> <laughs> but there was the other one. I can't remember. Lelaine. Lelaine, yeah. And, so. and we didn't see her die. Yeah, uh, so keep an eye out for Lelaine. Yeah, and Gareth Bryan mentions that this is, he, he thinks he should have seen this mistake coming. That the the way that the trolls were acting indicated that they had they had a secret plan. So happened. there's a theme here. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the third, <clears throat> right? Third big general that that made a big mistake. Yeah, and he and he recognizes. He's like, I I should have known this. This is something I should have 
Should have seen it. Which makes you wonder if Iturralde is making a mistake with this whole bit about holding Thakandar. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. But, uh, and Swan uses a fish saying on it, on, on him, and he counters it with a general saying. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was pretty fun. What, what is it? What does he say? A man who thinks all day about the catch he missed because of stormy weather ends up wasting time when the sky is clear. And then he says, something written by Fog the Tireless. If you do not learn from your losses, you will be ruled by them. Nice. Yeah, nice. nice. <laughs> I, I think he's, he's finally getting on her level. <laughs> then uh, Lyrell, I think this is a new person. Not to be confused with Myrell, who is also there. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> uh, he, she's the leader of the Aes Sedai at the Black Tower, the ones that came from the White Tower to the Black Tower and after been, the rebellion was over. And they've been sitting there for two books now? Yeah, just like at the gates, like knocking. Yeah, <laughs> and they get this, 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 oh, this cracks me up. They get like a 30 second recap of what's been happening and it has not left them reassured. It's like, okay, so we're taken over by the shadow and a whole bunch of people, including some Aes Sedai, got turned evil, but we overthrew the head of the Black Tower and booted out the evil ones. So we're all better now, yeah. Yep. And only good Ashaman here now, we're pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're normal dark friends, right? They're not like, they're not like, Forced dark friends, just so you know. Yeah, just so you know. Uh, oh, yeah, and the thing where that was preventing everybody from using gateways went away. Don't know what it is. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it works now. That's the important thing, right? This works now. Yeah, yeah. fine. Uh, uh, they, Lyrell is still on plan, like, bond the Ashaman and dominate them and use them as slaves or whatever. Yeah, she's like classic uh, irritating Aes Sedai. She's like uh, hung up. First of all, hung up on the fact that they, they're talking about Black Aja. Like, that really bothers her. It's like, like, we don't talk about Black Aja. Like, are you kidding? There's been, like, 15 Forsaken in the White Tower now. <laughs> yeah. And also that the Black Tower needs to be contained and controlled for their own safety, of course. And, <laughs> and Lyrell has to be the one who's in charge of the Black Tower, you know, oh, yeah, for their own true. safety, but also because it would make her very powerful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she actually thinks about that. She yeah. thinks, like, this is my chance for me to get powerful. Yeah, it's really, really uh, irritating. Pivara tries to talk her down, uh, but no dice. Yep, I know. It's, uh, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, Laurel. Favara <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really tries to help her out, you know? Like, uh, I mean, if you brought this shit to tame, you would be deadzo, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Absolutely. But luckily, she's like, dealing with Andral. Yeah. And, well, Loghain's back in charge, although he's not on screen yet. No. True. Yeah. And, but yeah, it meets with Andral, and they, they do a suitably Aes Sedai maneuver with those 47. 47, yeah. 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 Ashaman, they're allowed to bond. He shows up with himself, already bonded, and 46 other Ashaman, and like, pick, pick whichever ones you want. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can pick any of these 47 that we've set aside for. Sorry, yeah. 46, because I've already been bonded by Thor, <laughs> and that counts. Yeah. Uh, all the other ones, sorry. Oh, yeah, they're they're just not here right now. Oh, you know what? You can definitely go complain to Rand about it, but he's in Shia Gull, so that might be, uh, that might be a trip. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, that's that's against the spirit of the arrangement. And he's like, but it's technically true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said I don't like it so much when you do that uh, to them. Do Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's what they're going with. And then Andral and the other Ashaman, uh, they, they have a drink together and they resolve to be loyal to the Black Tower and Loghain and not Rand. Because he didn't even show up. Yeah, this, this is interesting. You know, Rand's absence has allowed for the Ashaman to become independent in a way that they probably wouldn't have if he had stuck around, which yeah. I don't know was necessarily intentional, but I, I think he'd probably be happy with that result. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's, like, he's always trying to leave a, a leave something good behind him instead of just destruction. Yeah. And, so Loghain uh, being the head of the Black Tower would probably be an outcome he'd be happy with. Yeah. And the Black Tower, they also resolved not to be weapons, but to be men instead, which is kind of a little little character arc that Rand had too, right? Yeah, that's right. Gotta be compassionate, gotta be a whole person. Yeah. So I think Rand would be really happy with that. 
I think so too. Although he's going to sword fight the dark one tomorrow, so you're never going to find out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Chapter 22, The Wild, Icon of the Four Snaken. Egwene and Gwyn are hanging out in that camp. I guess hanging out is a little generous. Well, Egwene uh, wakes up from a nap. <laughs> and she, uh, she, to find that her situation is not actually improved at all. You know? Yeah. They're, they're spying the Sharans who, who have some kind of prisoner ceremony. Yeah. They're whipping them and then branding them. So initially, evidence seems to indicate that the Sharans are yet another hierarchical totalitarian nation of slavers. Yeah. They, yep. They've all got tattoos that seem to indicate their status in some way. This, this has a very Sean Chan feel to me. You it know? does. Yeah. They, they wear like... They wear funny clothing that has cutouts to show their tattoos. Because this, that, the tattoos seem to have some hierarchical, hierarchical significance. Yeah, yeah, and a male channeler with, like, filed teeth uh, comes out and... Or does he... I don't know. He growls at them. Yeah, he's and, got a bunch of tattoos. Yeah, and, and he, he uses his, mat, his channeling to tattoo the prisoners in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I'm not sure if it's a, t- a tattoo or a brand, but either way, it's like kind of horrible. Yeah. Very painful. Honestly, these guys are pretty badass. Yeah. In, in a horrible, evil empire kind of way. Yeah, right, right. And then their leader arrives via some bizarre uh, mechanism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the way they describe it, it's like 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 heat is warping the air and then he just steps through a portal. Is this yeah. the, I wonder if this is the dream thing where you open a... Oh, that could be it. Maybe that's what it looks like. I'm not sure, yeah. Uh, I was thinking it was like a true power thing. Oh, that could be too, yeah. Uh, or But it could just all be like smoke and mirrors, right? Yes. True. He introduces himself as Bow the, the Wild. wild. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what kind of name is that? I mean, yeah. it's kind of cool, honestly. And he says a bunch of wacky stuff, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the, you know, I'm coming to reclaim what is mine. You know, it's like the yeah. false, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I'm like, he who came back from the dead or whatever. I, no, he didn't say that. He's, he rose from the, from the, from torment to, to, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a. Uh, I didn't really follow it because it's all gibberish, but I think he's saying he's the dragon reborn. That That, that is what I t- took to the, they have the real dragon reborn in the right. Reign. They raise a false dragon. He's been off with the Sharans, like organizing them to be the dragon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, even, even uh, I mean, like we confirm it pretty quickly, but I was like, okay, this is got to be Demandry. Yeah, it's totally right? Demandry. Like, he's like killing people indiscriminately, like, you know, take running the show from the shadow. Yeah. Know. He's got a hook nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he confirms it by, because they capture... Liane. Yeah. And he sends her with a message. And, that, then, and then he fries all the other prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Horrible. And and after that guy put in all that sweet tattoo work on those guys. I right? know, right? Yeah, he, he was like, he's like, I'm sorry, guys. I know you put a lot of work into these, but you know, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's annoying when upper management comes down and they don't respect the work that's already been done. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, then uh, he calls all these people in a call or something like that, which is probably some like Oathbreakers, whatever property, maybe that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. like Duckaval. Yeah, and uh, he tells Liang to tell Rand that Rand has to face him, or he'll kill everybody Rand ever loved and blow up all his cities. Oh, love. Yeah, typical. Stuff. Yeah, forsaken message number fourteen. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he says, my, "Tell him my name is Barid Bell," which I guess is yeah, which Egwene knows is Demandred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's good. At least there's not a lot of mystery there. Yep. But honestly, this is not that creative, Demander. Come on, you can do better than this. Yeah, I mean, this is like a semi-L plan. Yeah, it, I guess the the bright side is he's bringing in a bunch of channelers, right? That's like the the big win here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of channel. I don't know if they're slaves or, or what. Some weird's going Unclear. on. Unclear. We don't we don't have a whole lot of information about Shara before this at all, and like I wouldn't say this this particular section is particularly illuminating about their uh, their culture, but yeah, seems seems like they're they've got slaves. Seems like the 
They've got Chandlers who are weapons just like, you know, the... Yeah. They got Mail Chandlers. They do have Mail Chandlers. That's true. So, So, yeah. Perrin and Gaul are looking for Slayer in the dream for days. Uh, It seems like Perrin's plan is just to sort of look around for him. You know, know? okay. There are, like... There are documented ways to do this in the dream better, right? Like, yeah. the, like he, the, like we've seen non-wolf people use like they're willing to find what they need thing. Yeah, and we've seen the wolves do a thing where they can like sniff people out, right? So like, yeah. like there are tools and tricks for this, but uh, they're not doing that. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're teleporting around <laughs> randomly and looking. I know. Do I, you see it? Yeah, I don't see him. kind of. All right, yeah, let's turn right. It spot. seems like it seems like that. Yeah. Uh, they are asking the wolves, at least, and that seems to be getting them somewhere. Yeah, though Perrin makes the very good point that, like, when he asks the wolves if they've seen Slayer recently, like, their concept of time is not super great. So he's like, what does recently mean to a wolf? I yeah. don't know. It yeah. could be, you know, 5,000 years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they, they, but they're not making any headway on finding Slayer, but the wolves do mention somebody named Heartseeker is, is around in the dream. Mm-hmm. And Perrin says, well, that sounds pretty bad. Let's go find find out what that person's up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not having any luck with this Slayer thing. Yeah, but... let's, let, let's check out this side quest for a while because I'm, I'm blocked on the main quest. Yeah. 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 So, yeah they, yeah, they also mentioned Moon Hunter. He's like, yeah, notice that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he finds Hesalam, or Grendel, the formerly Grendel, mm-hmm. uh, going through Iteralde's dream mail. Yeah, just rummaging through shit in Marilor. He's like, okay, well, I guess the Forsaken do this too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, the thing disappears. She's like, shit. The, the paper disappears. Shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It still sucks. Yeah. They don't have a trick for that. Nope. <laughs> uh, he follows her for a while. She goes and messes with some people's dreams. Yeah, he uses the, he uses the tricks that he learned from uh, Moonhunter slash Sindane slash Landfear, where he can make himself silent by making a vacuum around himself. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he does another trick where he makes a, like a picture of the thing behind him. <laughs> Very like, as you know, Looney Tunes style, but whatever. Hey, it works. You know? Yeah, it works, right? They, they, it's so obvious they won't expect it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So mostly he's able to follow her undetected and yeah. she's manipulating dreams. It's impressive. She finally spots him. Uh, and he utterly dumpsters her in a dream fight. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny because like as soon as she realizes who is she, who who he is, she's like, "Oh no, you did!" Because like this is Perrin's responsible for all of her her bad stuff in a way, right? By like overturning her plans. Oh yeah, because she was behind that whole plan with the Trollocs and the White Cloaks and whatever. Yeah, the reason she's got the face that she does is because of Perrin. Right, and so she tries to bailfire him, and he just like waves it away. It did not feel Perrin like at all. Yeah. Yeah, the way he was acting and his skills and everything, it felt so much more like Egwene. Yeah, he, he was. He's gotten really good. Extremely competent. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess it's because it's because he's wolfiness, right? Wolves are just really good at this stuff. Yeah, competent and fast acting. Well, he he's been training. He's been training to fight Slayer, and this yeah. I think I think you know that's a very unique skill set. So yeah, but you're right. It's 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 pretty. Yeah. He has the opportunity to kill her, but oh, he doesn't. God damn it! Oh, because... this again. Ugh. This again, you know. So well, I can't hit my hit a lady with my hammer. <sighs> Fuck. Oh man, come on. Come on, dude. Uh, uh, and calls like, well, you could kill her, or you could <laughs> capture her. And, and. Okay, Aiel guys, where are we going with this? Yeah. Are we gonna make Grendel die Shane? Is she gonna wear white for a year and a day? Yeah. You know what? Capturing Forsaken has always worked so well for us in the past, right? Oh, come on, guys. Yeah. Like no, but yeah. Learn a little bit here. But no, uh, she gets away because Perrin hesitates and doesn't kill her because she's a woman. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, another opportunity to stop the Forsaken is lost to stupid sexism. But yeah. 
you know, even uh, and then Lanfear appears yet again mysteriously as like yeah. that was really dumb, dude. Yeah, yeah you yeah. should have killed her. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you really should have killed that. You really should have killed her. Uh, and speaking of really dumb, you wanna you wanna get here? You wanna get with Lanfear? You know? <laughs> she's like dropping some heavy like go to town vibes, right? She's like, come right. on, man. And it's I feel like it's not working on him at all. Like like on Rand, it works a little bit because she smells so spicy, right? Right. Uh, but Baron's like, no, I'm married. She's like, oh, but that's that's just a that's just a temporary arrangement. Think of the power you could have. But I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, I'm sorry. Uh, you're barking up the wrong tree here, because yeah. uh, so to speak, pun intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she uh, and also like she can't stop talking about how much she hates her ex, Luz Theron, which is a big red flag. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a, that's absolutely true. Yeah, she doesn't respect his boundaries. You know, another red flag. Doesn't respect his existing relationship. I mean, come on. I'm starting to think Lanfear may not be a very good person. You know, <laughs> certainly she needs to do some personal work before she's in, ready to be in a real relationship. You sure, know? sure. It's true. You yeah. gotta love yourself first. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she does drop some useful information, which is, first of all, that he doesn't need a channeler to step in and out of the dream. He can actually do that himself, which really? I guess we must have known because Slayer can do it, right? Yeah, but I thought he had magic powers from the Dark One. Yeah, maybe. But but Lanfear seems to think that, that Perrin can yes. do some other trick. Slayer is actually a different person in the dream also, right? Yeah. So there's, That's part of his he, thing. Yeah, he's two people. He's Rand's uh, uncle? uncle? No. No, Lan's uncle. He both. Well, he's Lan's uncle and Rand's uncle in the dream. In the dream, he's, he's Lan's uncle. In the real world, he's, Lan's, he's Rand's uncle. Right. <laughs> right? It's not, it's not confu- no, I, I, I think that's right, but I'm not actually sure. And I guess it doesn't super matter. But yeah, he's... He's got two faces and one of them in one place and one of the other. But yeah. So I thought that was part of it that he's in two worlds at the same time. That could be it, yeah. But I guess not. But yeah, according to, according to this, not. Uh, also, another useful piece of information is uh, she reveals what Grendel was up to. Yes. Grendel was messing with Davram Bashir's dream. Yes. And is therefore the reason, probably, that the great captains have been making these stupid mistakes because yeah. they're getting their heads messed with by Grendel. Yes, of course. And I'm embarrassed so. I did not put two and two together there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's the kind of thing where uh, it doesn't. Yeah, I, it was clear there was something going on, but not clear what was going on until that moment. I think. Yeah. yeah. So th- now this is. I don't say this very much about the Forsaken because their plans are usually dumb. This is a great plan. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This- Use a force they have no comprehension of and, and cause them to fail for reasons they can't. I can't explain. If Perrin didn't happen to be hunting Slayer, they they could have got they would have been getting away with it all along. Absolutely, right? yeah. No one would ever have known. I thought this whole go after Slayer thing was a huge waste of time because like who cares? Yeah, Slayer sucks. He never slays anybody. <laughs> Very. I mean, he did he did kill Hopper that one time. That one time, yeah. Like the, it took him like several tries. That's true. But anyway, but he discovered this, and this is a big problem. Yeah. And so Perrin's he has to move the dreams back around. That's that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, so he fixed the block tower. Good job. And he's going to fix this general situation, hopefully, uh, with, with Grendel's help. Yeah. I'm sorry, not with, with Lanfear's help. That, like, just Gaul stabs her next time, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. You know? Yeah. yeah. If uh, if Perrin won't do it, right, someone's got to. Yeah. Oh, that's how Gaul's going to die, probably. Sacrifice uh, himself to kill yeah. Grendel. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. Well, no, because Gaul's got to marry those two women, right? Oh, that's true. That's a good point. All right. Yeah. He'll make it. Surely. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we had a question via Facebook from Fernando who wanted to know, before the last battle chapters, how would you rank the 14 Forsaken in order of usefulness to the Dark One from most useful to Asmodian? (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I mean, like, 
Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he said that because Asmodian. And... Is he the use most useless? Useless to Darkwing? Absolutely, right? Like he ended up helping Rand a well, lot. Well, okay, so we didn't we didn't see Asmodian before like the before he showed up, right? And he was uh-huh. like a guy, like a fake peddler or whatever. Uh, maybe he was great, right? Maybe his music like caused whole nations to go mad or whatever. Uh, that's fair, but like certainly, as soon as he came out of the the trap, he went straight to Rand's service, right? Yeah, like, it happened pretty that's fast. A good point. Yeah, and I guess fourteen for a second, we're including Mahale. Oh yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Uh, okay, so probably you you you'd say pretty high up on there is uh, was it Agnor, the one who created all of the Shadow Spawn? Yeah, maybe he's number one actually. That's right? pretty helpful. Yeah, he made all this stuff that's been causing problems for the good guys. Constantly, yeah. The Trollocs, the Miradral, the 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 Gray Men. He made. I think he made them all. Even the the uh, Golem. The Golem. Yeah. yeah he, he creeps out the other Forsaken with this crazy crap he makes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that seems like a pretty like he's his power level individually is not great, and he yeah. doesn't, he didn't last very long. Or but anything. he really leverages it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see, and uh, Morden, right? Like, I guess Morden's slash Balzaman. Yeah. Ishmael. Ishmael. He slash. gets a lot of screen time, right? But he hasn't been that effective, right? He's the one that was active for 3,000 years. Yeah. And caused yeah. the Trolloc Wars and stuff. But didn't accomplish a whole lot, I guess. He doesn't seem like he did, although maybe that was the plan. Uh, but I guess maybe he's a number two. Um, and what, where would you put Lanfear? Well, well she, my, my, my problem running up against is, are we talking about the ones who are left? Or are we talking about just over time who's been the most useful? I guess Because, like, should... what about Robin? Has he been useful in the past? Because he's been gone for books. That's true. Yeah, I guess we have to, we should talk about just over the scope of the books. Yeah. Okay. In which okay. case, Asmodian is totally in the basement. Yeah. Uh, but Robin, like, he was good. He fucked up Andor real good. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. Mm, he like, really did. He caused the 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 collapse of of the Trakehand, yeah. like, legacy in... in right. He forced us to read like three books of Andoran Revolution stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh man, can you imagine? Awful. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's true forsaken work right there. Yeah. yeah. I put Masana pretty far down the list. Like she just kind of fucked around the White Tower for a while. Yeah, Did, yeah. But isn't she effective. the one who did cause the White Tower to be split in the first place? Was was that her? That oh, was her she manipulating. Just there. I think that didn't she say once that, or Aviaran said once that Elida just did that on her own. Like maybe. The, the the split, but then Nisana was like exploiting it. Maybe, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. That was just uh... that, but Elida was just like, you know, she was thinking explicitly. Elida's not Black Gaja because she's so incredibly stupid. Yeah, that she's just doing all this horrible stuff on her own. Yeah, when Varen like looked into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're probably right. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she's pretty pretty close down the list. It's hard to rank fourteen people in your head. Yeah, yeah. but I think we should do tiers, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like tier one, tier two, yeah, tier three. Yeah. So we definitely got. Uh, I mean, okay. Demandrid hasn't been doing a whole lot until now, but bringing an army of channelers to wipe out the uh, the Aes Sedai forces and that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty pretty high up there. Yeah, good. he's had a good run. He's been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, I would rank him higher if he had been Mazarin Tame, like he should have been. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. But Mazarin Tame on his own is okay. You know, he brought in Dreadlords, but like compared to Demandrid, that's not that many. Uh, yeah, right? I it, yeah. I, I would say he's tier two because he got his butt kicked by the Gateway guy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Page Boy. The Page Boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, Mahal. B- before he, before the Black Tower uh, got overthrown, he would have probably ranked a little higher. But now he's got what, like a handful of Dreadlords who he managed to get out before. Okay. Through. Let's let's find a list of the first. I, I've got a list here. Okay. okay cool. yeah. mm-hmm. 
So Should, do we want, just want to go down the list? Yeah, yeah, go down the list so we can we'll we'll put him in our, our okay. Ishmael slash Morden. Okay, he's so, tier one. Yeah, he's tier one. Yeah, he's oh, been running the show. And, and the like, I, this, you got to give him points for style too, right? He had those devil dreams with the hellfire in his eyes. And yeah, stuff. that was so, good. That's a great point. That was kick ass. And he's more or less been like running the before he showed up. The Forsaken were kind of like scattered around doing their own thing. He kind of like put some organization on the Forsaken. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Agnor, who we discussed. Yeah. Uh, Demandred. Oh, yeah, so I'd say Agonor is tier one. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Demandred. Tier one. Tier one. Yeah. I'd say so. Samael. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Samael. Yeah. He's just that guy who's always like, his plans always suck. Uh, if, if he, if he really did just die in Shadow Logoth, like, then like, that's tier three. That's garbage. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> like, like we, we've been joking about this for the entire time. I don't think he's coming back. I think he's actually dead. He's running out of time to come back. Yeah. And, 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 like, you know, running out of, like, mysterious plots to be responsible for, right? You know what? Masram Tame should have been Demandred, and Samael should have been the one over in Shara uh, pretending to be Bow of the Wild. You know, actually, I think that would have made a lot of sense, because he shows up with an army doing his, like, army thing. Yeah, you know? like attacking with an army. That's yeah. a Samael thing. Yeah. Oh, man, I like that. I like that. Well, I'm going to write a letter. <laughs> <laughs> to... to. <laughs> <laughs> to the uh, the legacy of Robert Jordan. Yeah, to the estate of Robert Jordan. <laughs> uh, uh, Robin, we've discussed Bilal. Oh, remember Bilal? Three, the, the net weaver. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, sorry, man. I mean, if you can lay a really careful trap, but if like if Moraine shows up and bail fires you to death, that's that's just not impressive. He ultimately accomplished very little. Yeah. Um, Balthamel slash Irongar, which I would put tier three. Yeah, right? Like... All she did was, he slash she did was give Egwene headaches. Didn't actually accomplish anything at all, right? Yeah, and then was fucked over by Grendel. Uh, she got, like, did she get killed by... He got killed by... She got left behind when Grendel... I mean, original Balthamel in his gimp suit. Uh, Yeah, yeah, got killed by... uh, Was it Nynaeve or was it the Green Man? One of the two, yeah. It was in the Eye of the World, but I don't yeah. remember who it was. Diamonds of one. Early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unimpressive. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, upon being revived, mostly just like, like, boned every person in the camp, right? Just like, got laid a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. Which I can respect, but this is a forsaken challenge. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Like, A game on the, like, getting getting it, right? But like, as actually, you know, forsaken work, <laughs> man. Yeah. C tier for sure. Asmodian discussed. Yeah. Landfair discussed. Uh, Grendel... Uh, two. You know, yeah. she, she got some stuff done. She got good style. She's got a lot of screen time. Yeah, for sure. More than any of the other uh, Forsaken, I would that's, say. That's a good point. Ultimately, didn't accomplish a whole lot, though, you yeah. know? Effective no. is not quite there. I mean, yeah. I guess a lot of the chaos in Arad Daman and, and Terabon and all that stuff was because of her. That's true. That is true. Uh, but but got keeps getting stopped by, like, you know, not not the Dragon Reborn, right? <laughs> yeah. Tier mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Samaraj. Uh, I mean, you know, she took a hand. She's yeah. the only one who's like <laughs> she got a physically damaged him. Yeah. Also, she, also, she's the one who broke him and almost made him destroy the world, right? With uh, her, like, yeah. making him torture him in. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. That was a... It didn't work out in the end, but that was a good swing. It was. Yeah, like, she almost she almost ended the world. I'd say Simrod is tier one for, just for that, right? Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I know. Maybe I mean, 1.5? Like, yeah, yeah I, I mean, like, you're right. She... She did a lot of things that didn't have much effect and did get taken prisoner for quite a while. Yeah, and she got, uh, she was with the Shanshan for a while. You know, maybe that was, maybe there's some good stuff or some good Formula for a second stuff yeah. that she did there. But she's single handedly responsible for Dark Rand, I'd say. Like, yeah. I don't know. I would still go tier two with her. <laughs> single handedly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Misana. 
discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Tier three. Yeah. And then last, Mogedian. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I always forget about Mogedian. She's still alive, too. Yeah. She's yeah. been like mind trapped or something. Yeah. I I think she's tier three, she's honestly. She's had a heck of a lot of screen time, right? Yeah. No, she's been around a lot, but mostly as a prisoner teaching, like, much like Asmodian, a prisoner teaching. Uh, That's them true. All Actually, the like, actively teaching the bad guy, the good guys. I mean, the bad guys if you're yeah. chosen. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, tier three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all of her stuff is like sneaking in the shadow stuff, but like she didn't end up accomplishing a whole lot. And then, and then, where is Mahale? <sighs> you know, whoa, if, whoa! You can't use that word. <laughs> <laughs> the tip of my fedora, Mahale. <laughs> if he if he had actually accomplished what he hoped for, he'd be. I would say he'd be tier one, but he's not uh, because he lost the Black Tower to the Page Boy. And other than that, like he has like that. That was his one claim to fame, right? He's not old enough to. Been doing that's true. Yeah, schemes. Grindel had a bunch of stuff going on, and at least she did a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah tier three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Mahale is just a dumb name for a Forsaken. Come on, you can do better than that. that it's it's a it's a, like it's a title, right? Like all of them have like yeah. like the spider and like ah and the net, the net weaver, you know, like all these cool things. And he's like, I'm I'm captain. <laughs> My name's captain. Is that what it means? I thought it meant teacher or something like. Oh, that. Oh, maybe I'm no, I'm teacher. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah I, I don't know. It's weak. It's really weak. Yeah. Sorry, Mahale. <laughs> tier three. <laughs> yeah. Suck it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe Asmodian is actually tier four, but like you know, just because like if we're comparing Asmodian to Mahale, you know, but yeah, but maybe Asmodian is the only one in tier four because he accomplished literally nothing <laughs> negative and only positive things. You know? <laughs> if Asmodian had died, then Rand probably wouldn't have made, wouldn't have survived long enough to to take over the world. Yeah, Rand would have been worse off. Yeah, if Asmodian was dead. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the question. That was great. So that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to cover chapters 23 through 25 of A Memory of Light. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Mike Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. There's merchandise and stuff. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The the light light illumine you. you.